0: Luke 24, verses 15 through 21 and 28 through 32. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along?" They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road while he was opening the scriptures to us? Tables, something we've grown up around Whole lives. Tables made out of wood and metal and plastic and other materials, yet they're all made the same. Four legs, a flat top. We can all come together and commune. Hearing this story on the road to Emmaus is one of my favorite stories um, in the Gospels. It's mysterious. It's, uh, it's thought provoking, it pulls at your heartstrings, it makes you understand what was really going on. And actually this was the same day Jesus got up, this was the same day, this is Easter. but This is just later in the day. Here we are, two of his disciples walking along, having a conversation thinking back of what had happened that day. What did we witness? What came to pass? They were brokenhearted. They were hurting. They had many questions and no answers. And here Jesus comes along, and he asked a simple question. Hey, what are you all talking about? Yet they could not recognize the Savior, The Bible tells us that they couldn't see, the Lord didn't allow them to see Jesus for who he was. I I don't know what he looks like to them, but it wasn't what they thought. For some of us, that's true for us this morning as well. Sometimes we don't recognize Jesus either, right? He's right there by our side and he's asking us questions and he's telling us good stories and yet we still don't recognize it's him. So on this journey, he asked, what what are you talking about? And their answer is one that that makes me laugh. (laughs) Are you the only one here who doesn't know what has taken place? Are you the only one here who doesn't know that Jesus of Nazareth, who, who was a prophet, who was mighty in deed, mighty in word, came to save us? The powers that be, they killed him. They crucified him. And we thought he was coming to redeem us. We we thought he was coming to save Israel. But he didn't. This is their thoughts. This is their processes. This is their minds working. So Jesus walks alone. Now it's seven miles. The Bible tells us it's seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. So they have a good good long journey ahead of them. Do I have any runners in the room? Any runners? Runners. Right? Five Ks and, 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 and four marathons, right? They run these things. But these two men were walking seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And Jesus joins them. And he asks again, What, what is it that you're talking about? And he says, okay, okay, I understand. You, you told me, I understand. They even say, hey, we had women go to the tomb. They looked in, he was gone. They came back and we thought they were crazy too. Couldn't be. And he says, we go to the tomb and they, he's not there. Jesus is not there. So we don't know where he is, sir. We, we don't know. And I love Jesus' response. And I'll read Jesus' response. I I call this a a gentle rebuke, if you will. He then says to him in verse 25, he says, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with with Moses, the books of Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the very things about himself, in the scriptures. I love this part of the text because he he does give them a gentle rebuke. Oh, foolish man. <laughs> have we not studied? Have you not been with Jesus these long three years? Have, have you not seen the miracles that he performed? Have you not seen all the things that happened? Have you not read the books of Moses? Have you not studied the texts of the prophets? Why do you not understand? But he doesn't hold that against them. What does he do? He teaches them. Cause on this seven mile journey, all we have (laughs) is to be taught, right? All we have is each other's conversation. All we have is each other's attention. And he's walking with them and he's talking with them. And I love this because he's teaching them. He's bringing to life the text. He goes back to the books of Moses, the the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He, He brings all this back up and he says, this is where I am in the scripture. It has come to pass. He goes on to the prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah and the major and minor prophets. He says, see, here I am again. The prophets have spoken and it has come to pass. Don't miss out on this amazing study, on this amazing learning tool. Here the Messiah is literally running down his own resume of who he is and what he's done. And I told you on the third day I would get back up. And here we are at the third day. And I am up and I am preaching and I am teaching. Now, I think Jesus was curious, if you ask me, in my spiritual imagination, when he asked, what is it? What are you talking about? I believe Jesus was curious because in my spiritual imagination, I believe that he thought, why would they be sad? Why would they be hurt? Why would they be questioning? Did, 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 did things come to pass? I'm here. If you just believe the word, how many know if we just believe the word, we'll be okay? If we just believe the scripture, if we believe the text, it's already been prophesied. Then Why are you, why, why are you wondering if it's come to pass? But yet he teaches them. He doesn't scold them. He doesn't um, hurt them. He does, he, let me help you. Gentle nudge. And I believe, church, that's what he's doing for each and every one of us. Gentle nudges. Come back to the word. Do you remember the promise? Do you remember what I said? Do you remember how I healed? Do you remember how I set free? Do you remember how I opened the eyes of the blind? Do, do you remember how I fed the multitude? Do you remember? And just because I did it for them, I can do it for you, too. And the story goes on, and he tells us we make it to Emmaus. And Jesus is going on because he's like, I got to go see the rest because I've been asleep for a few days. I died. I rose. I'm back. Now I got to go see. And they say, wait, hold on, sir. Hold on. Can you please come with us? Come, come, come. It's late. It's, it, you don't want to be caught out here. Come with us. And this part of the story is where um, we find Jesus a lot in the gospels around the table when I was in Tulsa that was my first church plant i called it the table because at the table Jesus taught so much there were rich conversations at the table there was, uh, 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 there was sickness healed at the table. There was uh, um, uh, uh, at the table, I, I, Jesus, whomever, met and sat with his enemies. We get to eat together at the table. We get to break bread together at the table, at the table. I've lost my grandfather now over a year. So when I think about being around the table, during holidays he's the patriarch he he was at the head of the table and he would ask one of us to pray for that meal or he would do it himself and so that moment when we came to celebrate a Christmas or Thanksgiving without my papa at the head of the table it was different because he wasn't there because around this table we laughed and we cried And we shared moments and we ate meals together and we caught up with each other's lives. It was at the table. I believe, church, that these two disciples had their very same encounter with Jesus that night at the table. The Bible says that he reclined. I love this. And he was at the table and they they broke bread. and He said, I bless this bread. He gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them. And in that moment, they were able to see that it was Jesus. My, my, my. In that moment, they were able to recount all of what had happened. It became crystal clear what was fuzzy in their brains. I know this person, but I can't put my finger on it. Why does he feel so familiar? What is it about this man? And in that moment, they realize, oh, my gosh, it's the master, it's the savior, it's the one. It it is he. And Jesus vanishes. From their sight. And the Bible tells us that they even looked at each other and said, did not our hearts burn within? Did you not feel that warmth that was on the inside? As he was opening up the scriptures and interpreting the text, we we felt something warm on the inside. It it was something in there. And then they knew. Wow. The gospel made flesh. The man got up like he said. There is power. He is the son of man. This is the savior of the world. Oh, my gosh. And I believe Jesus does this at the table because. We're all at the same level. There's no big person at the table. There's no, there's no little seat or tall seat. Even when we would go to restaurants and we have little children, they say, would you like a booster or a high chair? Because what? We, we bring them to our level. I believe Jesus is doing the same thing. He's, he's bringing us to our level. And sometimes he comes to us. Children's moment. He comes to us. I'm not a threat, I'm here to save you, and love on you, and care about you, and feed you, and clothe you, and hold you, but you gotta come to the table. Because at the table is where all these things take place. You learn, you grow, you cry, you enjoy, you laugh, you play at the table. It was safety here at the table. It was familiarity at the table. And Jesus knew that. Come on, somebody. We serve a a God who who is concerned and comes to our level and says, I am here. I'm a lowly Jesus, too. I'm here. I understand. We on the same level. But I'm going to help you get to the next level. Because in that moment, their eyes are open and they would never be the same. I often kept wondering through this through the scripture and the text why Jesus would heal someone and then say, don't go tell nobody. I used to be like, "What, Lord. I need you to go tell everybody. But it hit me one day. People remember what they see before they remember what they hear. Because if you've seen it, you can't unsee it. But if you hear it, you can be like, "Ah, oh, I think so. I don't know. But when you saw it, you knew, oh, this is what it is. Can you imagine how they felt? Oh, it's Jesus. And then he goes. And what does the Bible tell us? They get up that very hour and they run back to Jerusalem. Seven miles. That very night, and they go back to the 11 apostles and the others, and they say, it is true. We've seen him. We've broke bread with him. He's got up. He promised what he said he was going to do. Beloved, he got up, and the tomb is empty. And he is at your table. And he is with you. Don't let this moment pass without gaining something at the table. These two disciples would never be the same. From one moment they were down, one moment they were, I don't understand, to the next, it all became crystal clear. Jesus promised what he said. And churches, he made you a promise. I'm standing here to tell you it will come to pass. Let him meet you at the table. It's familiar. It's comfortable. It's safe. And again, if Jesus can invite a backstabber, a liar, whomever, at the table, so can we. And I know that's hard. It's hard. Do I really want them in my house? But there is room at the table. So I'll end with this. It is a poem by Joy Harjo. She is a native Tulsan poet. And it reads, she says, The world begins at a kitchen table. No matter what we must eat, no matter what, we must eat to live. She says, the gifts of earth are brought and prepared, set on the table. So it has been since creation, and it will go on. We chase chickens or dogs away from it. Babies teethe at the corners. They scrape their knees under it. It is here that children are given instructions on what it means to be human. We make men at it. We make women at the table. She says, at the table, we gossip. We recall enemies and the ghost of lovers. Our dreams drink coffee with us as they put their arms around our children. They laugh with us at our poor falling down selves and as we put ourselves back together once again at the table. This table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. Wars have begun and ended at this table It is a place to hide in the shadow of terror, a place to celebrate the terrible uh, victory. We have given birth on this table. We have prepared our parents for burials here at this table. We sing with joy, with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks at the table. Perhaps the world will end at the kitchen table while we are laughing and crying, eating of our last sweet bite. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the table. We thank you for making space for us at the table. But more so God, we thank you for coming and communing and sitting with us at the table. For opening our eyes at the table. For loving on us at the table. For gentle rebukes at the table. And not only do you rebuke us, you then help teach us. Continue to show us the way, oh God. To be the disciples you've called us to be. To love on those who, are un, uh, who feel unloved. To care for those who feel they haven't been cared for. And to see people as you see us. God at the table, we thank you for breaking of the bread, using that, uh, yes, we represent it as your body, broken for us, yet it also gives us nourishment and sight, and we say thank you. God, we honor you, and we adore you. We thank you that you got up, and the tomb is yet still empty. God, we thank you that you got up, with all power in your hand. Oh, God, we thank you that you got up, showing us that there is no fear for death, hell, and the grave. God, we thank you. We love you, we honor you, and we adore you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.